Hey Dirtbags, it's time. The podcast that proves growing up is just a trap. It's 40s and Fucked, with Saffron and Neil Bentley. Warning. This podcast contains a lot of swear words and is adult-themed. Also Neil and Saffron are both grumpy fuckers at the start. Just stick with it. It does get better and funnier. I promise. Then again what do I know? I'm a fucking robot. Welcome to this week's episode of 40s and... Very well, wow, you did it. I know. That's good, isn't it? What, you congratulate me on not swearing. If you're under 18, um, or if you don't like swear words, please turn off right now. now. Welcome to... 40s and Fucked. Yeah. Do you know what? This week, it's been a bit weird, isn't it? I'm, um, I'm an arsehole today. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but you're an arsehole for um, many reasons, not just... Oh, what have what? you got? Sorry, I've got a bit of flower, dead flower on me. Okay. So you, <clears throat> you, you're you're a bit down this week. I'm just faffed off. I'm just fed up with everything. And I just, I felt like, oh, should I come on and be all like, eh? And I thought, no, I'm going to be real because I think that's what this is all about. And I'm faffed off. I was really, really good. I've stopped drinking wine. I've... Uh, been exercising, yeah, really exercising, doing really good stuff. Yeah, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've not lost any weight. I've maintained, and I know what they say at Slimming World. They go maintains better than a gain, but it really fucked me off. So yesterday, so we're, we're actually recording this on Saturday morning for a reason mostly that I didn't want to do it last night because I'd been out drinking all day which maybe we'll talk about later. So yesterday was your weighing day. Mm -hmm. Um, How did it go? Shit. Because I was expecting like a two pounder off. Right. Because I felt felt quite good and I thought, yeah, I've smashed it again this week. Did you follow all of your protocol? Pretty much, yeah. I did exactly what I did the week before. And it's just, it's annoying me that it's taking so long for weight to come off now I'm older. Like when I was 20 and I cut out bread, I'd lose half a stone in like a week. And now it just wants to live on me. The fat just wants to live on me now. Okay, you're getting quite aggressive. Well, I'm angry because it's just, it's so hard when you're older to lose weight. And it's a, such a slow burn, literally. And I'm I'm just, sometimes I think, is it worth it? Well, that's a very good point. Is it worth it? Shall I just enjoy myself? What, what am I trying to be skinny for? Because you, you have been down quite a lot this week. Yeah, I'm just... And you, you've been not... Uh, you not you haven't been an arsehole today, but you've been... I feel like I've been an arsehole no, today. No, you haven't been an arsehole today, but you've just been... Grumpy. Grumpy and down. And I, I, and don't I can know. see why, it's da- why it, you're down. It might be like the, the afterburn of COVID and trying to sort of pick myself up again and see people and be, you know, I just feel really flat. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just been a—it's just been one of those funny weeks, and I think we just have to put it down to the fact that, I mean, I used to be an incredibly optimistic person. You or, are, yeah, but more so many years ago. Yeah, you were really annoying. Yeah, I mean, it, I, do you know? Weirdly, I know we're going on a on a bit of a kind of you know depressing tangent to kick off this episode, but like you said, it's it's real. You know, bringing to mind why I was optimistic before, you know my dad died um in 2000 i was just like all about um every day being you know the glass half full everything was exciting i got excited about getting a chinese on a on a friday night you're just a ray of sunshine i was literally you could cut me open and it was like yeah you <laughs> life's know, was, amazing yeah, like rainbow brights would just come out of oh me. no do you think it might be me that's made you feel like no it wasn't no it wasn't it, like my, my when my dad died in 2001 my life got completely turned upside down in fact you know i didn't know where i was because it was really really sudden and unexpected you know doing things did, didn't seem very happy at all yeah i can i can kind of understand you know we used to be more optimistic than we are now is it an age thing do you get a little bit like does the shine get knocked off a bit um yeah possibly yeah yeah i think We're all it probably a bit does. cynical aren't we and especially as the like events that have happened in mm. the last 18 months I, I, do we all feel like this because most people i talk to feel like it's changed them and not always the best way yeah i mean you know sometimes on social media i'll put you know, some really positive things and stuff. And it's like, oh, have a great day and all this sort of stuff. And, and, you know, I generally do mean it. I want people to have a great day. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm having a great day at that time. And I think that, you know, throughout life, 
there's some bits that come into your life with with the statementing of Tate uh, being autistic and you know other things in our life that that come along it kind of knocks the shine as you go through life it just knocks the shine off now and again and you and you find it more and more difficult to to kind of stand up and be positive every single I'm day I'm finding it a real struggle to motivate myself to do pretty much anything at the moment I'm like Oh, this is well depressing, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But I think if we kick off like this, it can only get better. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I mean, I I am still trying, you know, like I haven't totally given up. I just feel like my motivation. and, And then when I got on the scales this week, I thought, what am I doing this for? Why aren't I just living my life? Why am I like having to be this other person that I think I should be? Why don't I just be? It always comes back though, doesn't it? Because you can sit here and say that now, but in five minutes Oh, when I'm in the changing rooms in the bloody top shop, where I shouldn't be at 42, trying to dress like a... Well, they don't exist anymore anyway. (laughs) They've been sold. You need to... That's how out of the loop I am. I've totally forgotten. Wait, grandma... Try and try and do relevant. Uh... Get yourself to Marks and Spencer's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I like when I'm in the changing room trying mm. on my Marks and Spencer's high waisted granny jeans. Yeah, or cashmere jumper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love a cashmere yeah, jumper. Yeah. Doesn't it feel so good on you? <laughs> so nice. uh, yeah, that's when it, that'll piss me off. But no, I don't know. I don't. I'm a bit flat this week. I'll pick up. I always do. let's hope as we go through this episode, we can touch on some things that uh, we've been thinking about that can make us feel a little bit better. Deal. Let's do it. Right. That's it. Pull yourselves together, you grumpy dicks. Someone needs to slap you upside the head with a wet fish. Now, to work being happy and funny. Or else. So, that's it. No more downness on this podcast, right? We've kicked off. Um, we've been a bit flat at the start and I don't think people want to hear that. So let's talk about Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I joined self-defence classes. Yeah, this is great It is quite cool. It is. Because I I rocked up and it was a kids class first. It was all these little kids. (laughs) And I could see through the door who was like these two lads were taking it and they were quite young and they were like shouting. and, And I thought they've got actual like, they've got like punch bags and... And what the pad the pads? So just describe to me when when you looked through because you went with a couple of your friends yeah. because there's been more and more problems out there, especially for women. Um, there's been a lot of attacks. I just there's think been, it's a good thing to do because yeah. it's, it's you know yeah, and you've got to take you got to take care of yourself. When you asked me should I do it, I was like, yeah, absolutely, you should do this. You know, this is a great thing to do. So you what? I was expecting what? it to be like quite defensive, like. A little bit like Pilates, like just blocking. Right. Like, and it being quite chilled. Oh, no. Well, well let, I saw get, these let, kids and they were like doing proper like karate kid stuff. And I was like, well, oh, I've got to go and do that now. So you were looking through the window? Yeah. At the okay. kids' class. Face, and it was full on fight club, like Brad Pitt fight club. Like Face pressed up against the glass, <laughs> like kind of heat rising inside. Shit, it was I've like, got to do that. It was like the All Valley Tournament of Cobra Kai. <laughs> fucking amazing right and there's me middle-aged really out of shape i've got to go in and do that i thought no we're adults it'll be all this defensive stuff it won't be like rolling around the floor okay, and- so you wouldn't be like the kids it would be oh, a more great no, so what was, happened oh. so, so take me through in chronological linear order of what happened on that night so you turned up you you went in you checked in did you wear a gi what did you wear what's a gi that, that's like a a, a judo suit no, I didn't. No, okay. just gym gear. But I did mention that you were, you know, judo black belt. And Brilliant. I said that you mentioned okay. like recently that you know how to do nunchucks. Brilliant. You've told this person that. Yeah, this this young lad. And he was like, oh, that's quite impressive. I went, oh, yeah, I've been married to him for 20 years. And just recently out of the blue, like a month ago, he went, oh, do you know stuff that I can use nunchucks? <laughs> and so I was trying to impress him that I kind of, by you, I was quite good at fighting, but I'm not. I'm, and okay. I'm really out of shape. So you, you're you in there, you're wearing gym gear. You've told this sensei or whoever he really is. Really nice young lad. That you're 47 years old. But I could be his mother. That your 47-year-old out-of-shape husband 
is a is a is a judo black belt and a nunchucker champion. Yeah, brilliant, excellent. You you do realise that I am only in jest saying that when I when I talk to you about that. Not not I did do it, but we are talking thirty years ago. Yeah, but the thing is, I was trying to get clout for it by just being married to you. Oh, brilliant. Okay. I can't do those things, but I thought, oh, I can get some clout here by saying my husband can do this. So okay. he might think that I'm a bit handy as so well. So what did he think? No, I'm crap because even in the warm up, I was dying. Okay, so what did you do for the warm up? Warm up was like oh. Fucking burpee, burpees. I thought he was is it burpees? Is it burpees? Yeah, burpees. That's what Joe Wicks does. Fucking hate them, yeah. right? So I was doing. Did you have to go down the up? Yes. Down and up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're going to do um, five press ups. I can't even do one. And as you're coming up on the press up with your partner, you had to clap hands. I can't so you- even do one press up. Just one basic, even with the girly knee thing dying absolutely dying and then he went right guys that's the one warm-up done i was like fucking warm-up yep yeah no not not well okay so you, so you you got through the warm-up uh, just you're ready you're ready to go you're pumped up for yeah. action what's the first thing my that partner's they- got pads on i'm like shit the pads have come out already oh, okay so it's a bit like box fit yeah okay yeah but you boxing looks really easy Yes, it, it, looks it looks easy. It's definitely not but easy. You can tell by like the third round, super fit, athletic um, yeah. guys yeah. who work out in the gym all the time are knackered yeah. in like the third round. They're like hanging off each other. Uh, yeah, I know. They, they, could, they could be knackered after the first round. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable workout, like three minutes or two minutes of boxing. Yeah, so can you imagine me? I can't even do a press-up. Yeah, exactly. So what's happening? So you, you, your partner's putting up their mitts and their pads and then uh, you're... Well, I'm I'm doing my girly punching. Okay, and what, and what did they say about that? What did they say about well, your technique? Well, my technique. She, he said you've got a lot of enthusiasm, but your technique is <laughs> is not great. So we've got to work on that. Uh, but my friends from Barry in Cardiff, uh, Wales, yeah, and she's got a right right hook on her. I was like, you can tell you're from Barry. So she was <laughs> like, my wrists were killing. So I'm like this little pathetic West Yorkshire girl giving it all the like the little. <laughs> Right, okay. <laughs> and she was going for it. It was quite impressive. So was it just boxing that you you did or was it kicking and and other things testicles did you did you hit anyone in the testicles? No testicles were mentioned. Right. But bear in mind this is my first ever go at it and it was sort of a, uh, people had been there before I was a newbie. Okay. Sweep the leg occurred. Sweep the leg? Yeah. Cool. So grapple from behind. Someone comes bear, bear hug you from behind. Yes. What you've got to do is disorientate them with an elbow. So you crack them once and twice on the head. Yeah. And then you grab the leg underneath. Okay. And you pull them. So I was doing sweep the leg stuff in my first amateur round. And how do you feel about it after after being for the first time? Are you going to go back and do? And oh, do more? I'll definitely go back because I I would get my ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I'm not very good. Okay, in the second one that you go into on Monday mm-hmm. in your second lesson, I will try not to vomit in this one. Can you try and do the crane and see if anyone thinks that's a good idea? I don't think that's defensive. No. Self-defence, is it? Fuck it, though. I mean, it worked if for so, Daniel. If someone's in front of you, right, on two, on Monday night, on your second ever... And then all of a sudden, all you of just a sudden, went into some yeah. sort of... I mean, it'll disorient it, it, it them. I think so. I think so. Maybe not so much as an elbow in the face, but I think somebody would go, oh, she knows. <laughs> She's mental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, if you just got into a karate stance, if you yep. just learnt how... Do you think that might put an attacker off it could do yeah if all of a sudden you just got into a really good stance yeah. and he went shit she knows something and runs off and then you go ha <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> no shit all top kick punch slash saffron is now in training for serious hand-to-hand combat soon she will be able to hand john claude van damme's arse on a plate and make steven seagal wish he was never born Watch out, there's a new bad bitch in town and her name is Saffron. Tell me about uh, what you got up to yesterday. Oh yeah, I went out um, for a day out to a rugby dinner and I don't like rugby. Oi, oi. Yeah, I'll explain how it worked. So my mate Smudge uh, was... They're always quite messy, aren't they? Are they messy rugby tours? Yeah. No, 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 not tour, lunch. Did, oh, I, say, did I say tour? Well, I meant lunch well, if no, I said but tour. I just thought if rugby lads go out, they make even a lunch a tour. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it did get... 
unbelievable. And you know part of it because I had to FaceTime you at some point yesterday. But my mate Smudge um, really kindly uh, bought me a ticket for the rugby dinner because he's, he's trying to... Make you up. like rugby. Yeah, from like football and boxing and stuff and, and, and go over to the rugby side. because and, and loads of people do because people are passionate about their particular sport and they want you to join it. I don't mind watching big rugby internationals, but I'm not a massive rugby fan, even though for one year I commentated on the Sheffield Eagles in rugby league and have no idea how that game <laughs> how works. did you do that? I have no fucking idea. For a year I was like, yeah, that guy over there and he's running down there and oh, there's a tackle. Anyway, so we went out. We met at a wine bar at 11 o'clock in the morning. So we knew that... This is a day this long. This is a day long thing. And by the way, I'm not going to mention the wine bar... But I noticed when looking at the receipt this morning, the bottle of wine that I bought, which was 25-something pounds. Ooh, you would which, have hated that. Oh, I really hated that because when you can pop around to the co-op or Tesco's get- or Sainsbury's and get Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc for seven quid, I was like, I don't want to drink this crappy Bordeaux for 25 quid. What's going on? Anyway, on the receipt, it apparently said that I gave £2.50 in gratuity. Oh, that's... I didn't. Right. So that's an interesting one, isn't it? How have they charged that onto my receipt without me knowing? Darling, I mean, £25 for a bottle of wine is going to make your skin crawl. And £2.50 on top of it. I mean, when you won't even pay that for parking sometimes and we have to park outside of a city. Uh, Where are are you going, Edinburgh? Can we park in Leeds and walk? Did I Um, mention Neil's really tight? (laughs) Yeah, it does sound like it. Anyway. no, but that made you feel ill when you saw that. Well, that was this morning. So yeah, that's when I had a look. So yeah, I did. So we had that. We had a, a, all the old rugby guys, uh, brilliant stories, uh, all dressed up in their ties coming down to the wine bar. This was an we, auction, right? Well, no, there was an auction there. Right. But this was the initial kind of meeting and then we all walked over to the restaurant in Covent Garden where there was about 180 people. It was brilliant, actually. It was my first real like kind of enjoying event with loads of people there with no masks on uh, for the first time in almost two years. And it was, I found it difficult to kind of communicate with people at the start. I was like, how do you talk to people in this kind of situation, especially when you know nothing about rugby? But it was awesome. The food was great. And there was a big auction in the middle. Now, you know me in auctions. Yeah. To say you're a tight person, sometimes you lose the plot. Yeah. And you text me going, I think I might bid on this skiing holiday. Yeah, I know. So first thing, we don't have like this mass- You won't pay for parking, but you'll you'll bid on a stupid holiday. None of us can ski. What yeah, I, d- I didn't think about that part. But, you know, we don't have this like massive disposable income, but I always thought that it would be nice. You lose your mind mm, in yeah, certain do, yeah. places. Yeah, do, You've yeah. got this really odd thing about money. <laughs> so I know of one auction you went to when we were not actually living together. I was up north and you oh. were down here and you'd gone to this big posh London auction and you rang me and you went, Saf, I've done something. <laughs> yeah. Just to finish on what happened yesterday. You didn't bid for that. I the- didn't bid for it because it went too high because I've learnt my lesson from all those years ago. So, are we touching on that? Yes, or? it's funny. So, in 2003, when I was really lucky enough to get a good job in London, I came down from Leeds to a very well-paid job. And by the way, I hadn't actually probably picked up my first pay packet by the time this <laughs> happened as well. Um, so, it was a charity event in Mayfair. I mean, it just sounds wrong. So I would, and I'm, I'm a boy from Portsmouth, from a council house that's travelled all the way around the country. So that's maybe why I get kind of caught up in these situations. I you just do, think you go mad, like to say you're really careful with money. To say you're tight, Neil. Yeah. Just occasionally, in certain situations, you lose your your shit. Your shit, yeah. So this particular one, I was hosting the auction with some other presenters of of a particular station I was on. And there were lots of famous people in the room. And, you know... Look I, at me, Brooklyn boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and when I mean famous people, really famous people, including one really famous person that had the first name of Rod and the second name of Stuart. <laughs> so Rod Stewart's sat there. There's a particular lot um, for a wedding dress 
a Chanel. No, it was Gucci. What, it no. wasn't a wedding dress. What it was, was it? It was a very slinky oh, Gucci okay. dress with a big hole cut out the side to show your abs. Of which, was it? Of which I didn't have at the time. No, And was surprisingly, it? still don't. And you went, oh, Saffle like that dress. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah well, okay. Which was very sweet. Yeah. I n- would never have worn it. Sounds a sexy dress to me. Well, it was, but I, I'm not that sexy person. I can't. So there was that dress. Mm-hmm. And then there was, I think, a makeup package along with it or a weekend that, break. That I would have gone for. And there was something else, which I'll get to in a second. And I just thought that that lot would be a lovely thing to do because that was after I'd proposed to you, wasn't it? Oh, I'm going to get her this Gucci dress to wear on a wedding day that's cut out in the middle because <laughs> that'll be classy. So started kind of going, well, okay, this is the auction lot and um, this is what we you know, expect for it. So where can I start the bidding? And it was just all really like flat, really. And you've, you've got, you know, very high net worth celebrities sat in this room. And I thought, nah, bugger this. I'll chip in and see where I can go. So I just started the bidding at, I don't know, whatever. And um, Rod Stewart then It would have looked me. far better on Penny than me. So... I thought, well, what do I do here? Do I just stop? <laughs> you Billy Big Bollocks, now you've got to go in. Or... Yeah, surely Rod Stewart won't beat me. So then outbid him again. And out, he outbid me. And I'm, we continue bidding. It gets to multiple thousands of pounds. <laughs> Mult- and I'm, I'm literally balls deep. I don't know how I can get out of this situation. All I had to do was just remove myself at one point during this auction. Just right? let Rod have the dress. Yeah, Rod, have it. Penny no. wants it. No, no, no. no. The, the, She's got the figure for it. <laughs> the, the competition in me um, in 2003 was... I've got to beat Rod. Exactly. Got to beat Rod Stewart here. Of which, when he pulled out of that auction and went, nah, not, no more for me, I'm going, anyone else in the room? I'm like shitting myself. I'm literally like, my sphincter is, and I'm like, oh God. And they went, well done, Neil Bentley, who's won the lot? And literally, I felt so sick. And this is where the second part of that story comes in. <laughs> do we still have it? I think we do have it. Oh, you've it. got to find it. If I've got it, I will take a picture and stick it on our Instagram. So as part of that package... <laughs> when Saf, I've done something really silly and I'm going to send you a photo. Yeah. <laughs> um, as part of that package, along with the dress, <laughs> along with the makeup... Because <laughs> really you, what you've got to realise is how they did it. So I'm standing up. It might have been the last lot of the, the day or whatever. Everyone's, you know, pissed and having a great time. I'm raising money for charity. <laughs> and then, then there's me, literally bewildered in the middle of the room with a microphone in my hand thinking, I've shit, I've just won something that I literally don't have the money to pay for, right? It's so much money, I've outbid Rod Stewart. And they, they literally come over to me, they move me to a table, they sit me down, and then they put... <laughs> A cheeky girl on each knee. <laughs> Part of the bidding was you got your photograph taken with the cheeky girl. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think Rod was after. Yeah, and it was OK Magazine. Oh, it was... And it was, and it was the like, best photo because Neil looks green. You've I don't, got to I don't find, look green. I look grey. I have no blood in my no, body. you've got to get that photo. It's amazing. So I've got two cheeky girls, one on either <laughs> knee. In, in in hot o- pants. In, okay, yeah, in hot pants. In OK magazine with me not smiling in the middle, just thinking, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, fuck. Like, and so, yeah. So yesterday didn't turn out as bad as that. Good. Good, you've learned. But I did get drunk. And I, 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 do you know what? I tell you, in, in future weeks, I might go into a few of those stories that I heard in that rugby dinner. Okay, look forward to that. Ooh, I mean, that guy that I faced ch- time do with. Oh, no, he was about 300 years old. And he couldn't stand. Oh, no, God. You are listening to 40s and Fucked. Therapy that is masquerading as a podcast. How these two are still together, I just don't know. Thanks for listening, dirtbags. Remember to tell your friends and spread the word. Rate and review us to get us up the charts. You've been watching this um, maths thing on telly i'm not not talking carol vorderman maths i'm talking maths oh do you mean married at first sight yes my friend's on it yes i know yeah 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 
does that ever kind of take you back to how I proposed to you? Um, I try not to think about how you proposed to me. I think all these years later we need to have this out. Okay. Because I thought it was a nice thing to do. I think most girls will agree with me, even in this day and age, that the way you did it was a bit shit. Okay. So... So, I mean, in your words, you know, run me through exactly what happened. Well, we weren't living together. I was hundreds of miles up the country and you were working down in London. No, wrong. Next. No, this is... This is... This is how I found out you go, you were going to propose to me, which I did not enjoy. Oh, yeah. Hold on a minute. So when I proposed to you, oh, I see. That. Yes. Is that a story you want to go Yes, because this is how oh, Can you... we start with the one before that? So the, the, what, the, 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 the story... Oh, do you mean the one in the hospital? I don't know what that is. Because you were high on drugs when oh, we only no, just got together. What, what's that one? You were... Firstly, by the way, that's high on drugs in hospital. Yes. Not high on drugs. After an operation, you were off your tits. Okay, and you chronologi- went, uh, chronological order. Is that one first? Yes, this was okay, really... what happened there? Because I can't remember. Early, I was high on drugs. Early, early doors in our relationship. And you went, Saf, you're going to move in with me and I'm going to marry you one day. Really? Yeah, off your tits. I'd just done a bum operation. But I took that as a young girl. Oh, I'm moving in now. So I did. <laughs> Hold like, on. How, how, why is she moving in? Because you asked me to. How Neil. quick? How quickly was that? Oh, weeks into our relationship. So weeks into our relationship, I went for a bum operation. Yeah. And high on drugs in And I hospital. thought, this guy's a keeper. With went, his- <laughs> get into my house. I've got a fresh new bum for you, ladies. I mean, how romantic. <laughs> okay, so that so that happened first. Yeah. The next one... Was, was when we were apart and I got all these phone calls from family members going, congratulations. You say apart. You say, you say apart. You were in Newcastle. We were I together. In, I was in Leeds yeah. and we were together. Yeah. So this is not the one when I'm in London. This is the one where I'm in Leeds. Oh, were you in Leeds when you did this at a show? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay, cool. it was, it was. Well, the, either it was... way, we were long-distance relationship, um, but we were obviously quite serious. And uh, Well, obviously not, Well, after you hear this. I was, I think I was in bed. I think it was quite late. You were at uh, an evening gig, and you'd invited my mum and dad along to sit in the audience. Yeah, so it was, it was a fashion show, mm-hmm. and it was in Bradford, and it was at a place called the Alhambra Theatre, which is a really beautiful theatre in Bradford that does lots of wonderful things. And I thought, I'll invite your mum and dad to come down and see this fashion show. And at some point during the fashion show, just before the wedding section, I'll do something. I mean, my mum would have been wetting herself. So I put your mum and dad in the royal box. (laughs) I put your mum and dad in the royal box. So if you're here, if you're listening to this story, tell me how you would, you know, feel about this this. is lovely this bit's lovely yeah so they're in the royal box up to this bit is lovely is it yeah i think the next bit's quite lovely it's not carry on i'll explain why just before the wedding section i'm standing out back and i'm like okay it's time to do it so i walk out on stage to a packed alhambra theater and I look up to the royal box. My mum is wetting herself. And I get the spotlight oh, to go been dying. on the royal box. And I said, Mr. and Mrs. Oddie, can I? <laughs> I think I said that. I mean, it wasn't, this is not verbatim. You didn't go, Kaz Trev. Yeah, Kaz Trev. <laughs> um, can I marry your daughter? And yes yes well, and your my mum would your have dad's been up clapping yeah yes, yes. no beautiful everyone, this is fantastic and everyone starts clapping and it's beautiful and we kick off the wedding section fantastic brilliant yeah whether you have leave then? it at that oh because what you do next is you tell all your family <laughs> that we're engaged my mum's texting me you've you've just told me the whole story about what's just happened. And I'm lying in bed. I think I've got the flu. I'm lying in bed in <laughs> oh, Newcastle with all the lights oh, off and a Lemsip and right. tissue up my nose. Yeah. And you go, Saf, Saf, Saf. Guess what I've just done? And you tell me the story and I'm like, okay, well, that could have waited till after you've actually proposed to me because I've now got your mother on the phone going, welcome to the fold. You're engaged. And I'm sat there with tissue up my nose. 
ill, going, am I? Am I? Is, is that it? Is that, I'm, I'm, have I been put, I mean, got a ring. Where's my freaking ring? So no, I wasn't very impressed. And I, then you said no. Yeah, because that's not how I wanted to be proposed to. So all of my effort went no, but to... But that's not a proposal. That is asking my mum and dad. That's a different level of the proposal that I shouldn't know about until way on when I've got the ring. Surely, surely girls understand that. I thought that was what you did. No, you yeah, ask the parents on the sly and then you tell the girl. But anyway, yeah, the well, real, the real engagement, the real engagement was not a surprise either. <sighs> I'm not really good at surprises. You shit. So what happened there? Uh, you took me to Gibraltar and you went, you've got this budget. <laughs> Let's go pick a ring out. Your mum's there, your auntie's there, your mm. uncle's there. It's not, it, it's not the most romantic of, of shopping trips. Do you know what? Actually, listen to this. It, I can understand it's me. Um, do you really want that one, Saf? Because that one, uh, that one's a little bit more than that one, and that one's more u- unique. And that's what. And I'm like, oh, I'll have that one. That's yeah, that's lovely. That's a lovely ring. Thanks, Neil. So, can you surprise me with it? Can you like? Because I've not really had any sort of joyful surprises with this whole engagement situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it all planned. Got it all planned. Why are you sniffing? Because I know how I got the ring. What do you mean you know how they got the ring? Well, we sat down in a restaurant in um, down on the beach. Thankfully, none of your family were there and it was just you and me being romantic. In Spain, not Gibraltar. Yeah. Uh, in Spain. Yeah. And you've got the ring in your short pocket, which I can see because it's a big square box. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all the way through the meal, you keep going, what do you think this is? <laughs> oh, do you think this is? And, I, and I'm eating my prawns going, oh, I fucking know what it is, Neil. And... Fucking bring it on then. Come on. And then you just got on your knee at the restaurant. I mean, two things. <clears throat> One, I was careful because I took us to Gibraltar, which is a tax-free haven, so you got more... Perfect. You got more diamond for your money. Great. And two, it must have worked because, look, here we are, well, 21 years later. I think whatever. at the time I thought, this is this is what he does. This is how he <laughs> Just Neil. It couldn't have been a more Neil proposal. So actually, in the long run, I thought, no, it was perfect because this is exactly how he would do it. And look how it's turned out. We got Tate here as well. Tate, you still don't have trousers on. No, he doesn't. Oh, God, what a sight. We did it. There is a star right there. Great to hear you, Tate. What a top lad. But put your kit back on. We all don't want to see that. Good God. This week, we became proper podcasters. Okay. And uh, I was quite excited. I quite enjoyed it. What did, what did you do? Well, you know what I did. Oh, do you mean going on someone else's podcast? Yeah, so they contacted uh. us because they heard our podcast. And oh. it's a podcast called Three Men and a Microphone, which is a lie, by the way, because there's three of them and three microphones. So they might need to change okay. their podcast <laughs> title. Such a <laughs> but um, really lovely guys, uh, Ian, Damien, and Darren. And which one was scared of me? Which one was scared of you? Is it Damien? No, I think Ian was scared of you. D- uh, no, Damien was scared of you too. Were they all scared of you? <laughs> I don't know. One of them in particular went, "Oh, women like you really yeah. scare me." I thought, "Well, you, uh, that's it now. That's red run to a ball. <laughs> I'm coming for you, baby." <laughs> So you can listen to their podcast and you can hear uh, us on their podcast on episode 70 of their podcast, Blimey. I don't think we're going to get to there because like that's that's a lot of episodes to do on a podcast, isn't it? Well, we're going to have to think of some more stories that you've, uh, you've fucked up in life. Well, and... that's all right. Don't worry. There's, <laughs> there's plenty for 100 episodes of that. But I had really good fun being on there and, and talking about us. Um, they wanted you on the podcast, but you you didn't really want to come on like the first bit of the podcast because you were enjoying a Jack Daniels in the other room. True. So they got to a point where, because their podcast actually goes on a radio station as well. So they go on podcast radio and a, a few other radio oh, stations. Oh, we were really well. swearing. No, no, that's the, the the bit that you did. That's why I wasn't invited onto exactly. the first bit. So it was nothing to do with me. You just didn't want my potty mouth on there. Well, not me, them. them. Oh, fair enough. They were like, mm. uh, fair no, they, no, no, they wanted you to come on, but, you know, it, it was... A lot of editing. Exactly, a lot of editing <laughs> if you were going to come on. Um, so 
then they kind of stop that full episode where we talk about some interesting stuff on there and then they do this kind of podcast extra bit which is an extra bit that downloads that you can get for free from from apple podcasts and spotify and whatever which was a countdown of the worst swear words that you can broadcast mm-hmm. you did pretty well of course i did i know yeah. my boundaries exactly also if they would have had to have beeped out that special section that they recorded, mm. it would literally be one big tone, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Let's face it. I said the C word. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to have a listen to that podcast, uh, really lovely guys. They're, they kind of talk about their 40s as well. I don't think they're all married together. I think they have different partners. Um, but they're really lovely. So go and search them out. But uh, it was fun. Yeah. Remember to check our links in the description to follow us on Instagram and other cool things. Oh, and there might be a secret part of this podcast, after you think it's ended. Just saying. Just thinking about Rod Stewart and your heyday of oh, yeah. spending lots of money on dresses that you actually didn't buy in the end. Uh-huh. Um, I've just realised over the last 20 years of knowing you, how different you and I react to celebrities not, I'm not saying like, oh God, we meet loads of celebrities, but in our work, we did kind of come across, you know, the odd famous person and the way you act and the way I act is a lot different. Right. In what, in what way? Because you are quite starstruck by people yeah, and you yeah. also think you notice famous people a lot that aren't them. <laughs> You'll go, oh my God, it's Jim Carrey. And I'm like, it looks nothing like Jim Carrey. Stood over I mean, there. nine times out of ten, I'm right. No, you're wrong. Nine t- times out of ten, you're wrong. Really? Yeah, just the odd one. You'll go, oh, there's Michael Winner outside Harrods. And I'll go, bollocks, Neil, you've got it. And I'll go, oh, no, it is. You're it right, was, it was. It was because we ran after his uh, Rolls Royce. You did? No, we both did. No, you did because this is what you do. You get all excited and you want to go and introduce yourself and go, hi, I'm Neil. I used to be on the radio, which is exactly what you did to Lionel Blair in the doctor's surgery. Oh, once. yeah, that was good. Because I was getting a mole removed and I could hear you in the reception going, Lionel, hi, yeah, it's Neil. Yeah, I was on the radio. You, do, do you remember me? Do you know me? No, I didn't say that. This I is just, what you do. I, I, went, I went over because I was like, that's Lionel Blair in my doctors. I'm never going to get this opportunity again. So I went across and said hello. But the thing is, yeah. famous people react differently to me because I don't give them that. I'm not always impressed. So how can you not be impressed with Paul Shane from Heidi High in Spain? Yeah, that was your one out of ten Mate, that you got right. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was a Before good one. Paul Shane died, obviously he it was, was best. He was absolutely like it was. He was outside a bar, sat on like a, a table with you know Cruz Campo uh, logos on the table and a big stein of beer did you get whatever. a selfie with him i think you I did think i did yeah i See, don't know this where is that what is. you do you run up you have a selfie you say hi i'm neil and yeah. i kind of ignore famous people and i think they quite like that because they, they kind of gravitate towards me you see, like when you've run up to Lionel Blair and, right. and gushed all over me, he's gone, yeah, and he's been really polite. But I've actually had quite famous people come to me. Oh, have you? Because I've got a different attitude. Like status quo, open the door for me at Capital. Status, right, hold on a minute. So we're now talking about like, where does this rank in like kind of oh, shit things oh no. that celebrities have done? Well, hang on. Status quo, open the door to me. And I only recognise the one with the ponytail. Okay. Right. Right. So I went, oh, I think I know him. He's that dude from the guitar. Okay. So status quo opened a door for you. For me. And That's nice. And we're lovely and polite and went yeah. after you, madam. And we're like doorman for me. And then Olivia Coleman in Topshop on Oxford Street said she liked my shoes. Did she? Yeah. And um, Beverly Knight asked me to zip her dress up. Christopher Lee said that I was a little minx. Christopher Lee? Yeah. The, the actor, Christopher Lee? Yes. The horror actor, Christopher Lee. Yeah, so quite... Where, when did you meet Christopher in Lee? In the corridor at work. You met Christopher Lee at the in the corridor at work. Really tall, really like Hollywoody. Like, oh, this is somebody famous. I thought, I know him. He's the horror guy. He's the uh, no vampire way. guy. That's and good. And he, he went, mm, you're a little minx, aren't you? Liam Neeson punched my arm. Yes, yeah. That, that was before I got completely obsessed with Taken, by the way, <laughs> that I still watch all the time. Oh, look, look what's on Disney Plus, Taken. I think we should watch that again. There, but so. you do, you get dead giddy when you see famous yeah. people. Because I went to Liam Neeson, oh, you used to be a boxer. How, how much power have you still got? And he went, I'll hit you on the arm. 
Do you and see, me on the do you see what I mean? They think you're a bit of a twat. <laughs> no, I do. I, 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 but I know that. I know that people think I'm a but bit of a twat. If you're just normal around them, they actually well, gravitate to No, they you. don't with me. I have to go to them. Yeah, I know. I've noticed. I mean, I, I saw Mark Warren once, who's the guy from Hustle, that was, I was obsessed with you, Hustle yeah. as well, um, coming out of a club. You took a photo of him. Yeah, well, it was on like an old Nokia phone or whatever it was. And it was like... Sav, guess who this is? I went some drunk man coming out of a bar. Don't you know yes, that? you were right with that, but it was Mark Warren. Check this out. Oh, Johnny Rotten. And you've got a selfie of you with him. And he, yeah, he looks well pissed off. Like yeah, he, he did. bothered me. Yeah, he, well, he doesn't like that sort of stuff. But I, do, I don't care about that because I feel like, you know, I know they think I'm a twat and I know they don't even know me. And that's all right. But it's a conversation starter and I get what I want out of it, yeah, which is a picture of Don't somebody. act desperate. They actually start like wanting to know you. Like, in what way? You don't know this, but yeah. a few weeks after you saw Lionel Blair in the doctor's surgery, yes. I saw him at a petrol pump. No, you didn't. At the local Tesco Express. And he couldn't fathom out the... Uh, the, the pump. The pump. Because it was, you know, the, the newfangled pay it pump thing. So, so did he was, think you worked there? No, he no, he was like co- confused and he was he couldn't didn't know what he was doing. So I went over and said the immortal line, "Can I give you a clue, no, Lionel?" You fucking didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. It was amazing. <laughs> And then we had a little chat and he was, you nice. know, he's asking me about Tate and wanted to know me. I thought I might get invited to dinner because I was just normal with him. And I thought, oh, if only Neil could do this. If only Neil could not throw himself at the feet of famous people. Who else has gravitated towards you? Uh, Gabby Roslin. She loves me. Right. Mylene Class. Okay. Yeah, we you, used to have great chats in the kitchen at work. What about that guy from EastEnders? Oh, Dean Gaffney. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, if we're going into that territory, we're I don't talking. Think we, should, we should. We're talking twenty years ago. I'm, yeah. I'm a hot little thing. Right. Dean Gaffney tries to get me drunk on Uzo. Right. Um, Abs from Five asked my phone number when we just started dating. Really? Yeah. You had the chance of going with a boy band member. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. You missed out there. I went, no, sorry, I'm going out with Neil Bentley. Okay, and, and they went, oh, that fucking guy that keeps coming <laughs> yeah. over, getting a selfie. Yeah, so there's a few of those when I'm younger and look better that, you know, I had like DJ Sammy. Do you remember him? DJ, right. He now was we're, now all we're up in my ass. He was all... Was he? He, oh, well, no, not literally, but he right. was like all, of, oh, come out for dinner. I didn't expect you to be this good looking because you've got like quite a shit radio voice. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, he was all up in my grill. You mentioned Gabby Roslin. Yeah. That wasn't a very good night. Good night for me. Terrible night for me. It's because I was getting pissed off with how up the arse of celebrities you were getting. (laughs) And I thought, I'm going to have to bring him down a peg or two here. And this really did happen. And it was incredibly embarrassing. Awkward. And, oh, it was and delicious. Ma- and massively awkward. And I didn't know why. But you know I love that. I yeah, love I know, it when I it's awkward. But I, so we were sat, uh, I think it was, a, it was a work do and I was working, was I working with Gabby or it was, was it an, a charity do or something? Yeah, it was another charity um, dinner and we were all sat on the table. Okay, so we don't know each other, by the way, G- uh, Gabby, Rosalind and myself. And uh, I'm not too sure we knew many people on that table anyway i got bored and you went like lit i mean just imagine this for a second when you don't know this is coming and also what actually gets said i mean is completely untrue but like it was completely untrue i was bored i wanted action saf just turned around and went neil fancies you (laughs) and i went what like li- literally, and, and I know that kind of sounds like a, a like a thing that you do in a playground. You seriously didn't fancy Gabby Rosalind? No, I did. I didn't. I didn't fancy Gabby. Cam- like, I think she's not. She's nice and she's great. And like, but it's not but like you've never mentioned. I never mentioned anything. And all of a sudden, it's like you turning around to her straight in her face. Yeah, Neil fancies you. And I'm like, oh Christ, where do we if, where do we go from here? In How fact, do I-, I said he's fancied you for years. Oh yeah, you did as well. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she goes a little bit defensive because she she's did. like, she's like. What a fucking stalker over there. And I'm like, I have absolutely no <laughs> idea what's... amazing. Later on, we were dancing together. She was my new best mate. But yeah, she, she wasn't was my, she yeah, was she wasn't my best mate. She, <laughs> she was nowhere near me. She was like, no, I need to keep your husband away. I'm like, what the... F-? That was great fun. I miss those days. Neil fancies Gabby Roslin. Neil and Gabby up a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Well, I might as well continue the prank. I want to see him squirm. 
Let's start another rumor. Neil fancies Mary Berry. Mary, he wants you. T-shirt update, just quickly. Oh, God, here we go. Zero. That was quick. Thanks ever so much for not buying T-shirts this week. Shame on you, because the profits uh, would go to an autistic, autistic kids charity. You're all bad. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, and the, the weird thing is, either you don't like the design of our T-shirt, because we know the quality of the T-shirt's amazing, and we know that some people have bought, bought it, and they've been really happy with it. Have a look at our Instagram. Um, what's stopping you from buying it? I think we it's need... 20 quid. No, I think we need an update on the design. So we need to update the T-shirt. I think we need something funny or sweary or something on it that's... Big, okay. Yeah. Well, we can, we can sort that yeah, out. Yeah, I think there should be a new design... Yeah. We'll think about this week. We'll put something on. But do remember, if you're going to do it, the, the description has the link. Also, our link tree has the link. £2.50, which is the full profit of that T-shirt, because we do it through another company, uh, will go to an autistic kids charity. Uh, and if you use the promo code Welcome Back, you'll get free UK shipping as well. Oh, go on, do it. Those poor little autistic kids need your money. What? <laughs> It's true. We're, we're, like we're not, we're not taking the money. It is going to the same charity that looks after tape. True or false? True. Thank you. Right. Okay. So that's about it for this week's forties and fucked. I feel like it started off quite reflective. I feel better. I feel better too. That that's the reason also why we're doing this podcast is that. And this was asked by the guys from Three Men and a Microphone when uh, they were talking uh, to us on the podcast the other day, they said, why are you doing this? And I said, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, that uh, I think it's giving both us confidence to actually sit down and talk openly and honestly about stuff that's happened within our life. And um, I forgot the other reason. <laughs> Fuck. Um, that's happening a lot, why by the way. Why are you not hung over today, by the way? Well, that could be the reason why I'm... Are you still drunk? I don't think I'm still drunk, no. no. Um, there was another point I was going to make. It's there. keeping us on track with our health. We're eating better. Yeah, and it's and also it's just uh, I was shitty this morning. Now I feel okay. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's it's allowing us to communicate and it's allowing us to uh, just get some things off our chest that we wouldn't normally. I do. think we're getting on a bit better for doing this as well. Do you think so? Yeah, because I think during the week we're like making each other laugh and trying to think about stuff we're going to say, and I think we've had a fairly good week. We're not rowing, are we? When was the last time we had a row? Oh, I don't know, but we can fucking talk about that in weeks because they are not normal. Those rows are not normal. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I do feel better. Should I disagree. A... I think they are normal. Do you? Yeah. Okay, look, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> let's go and have a cup of tea and let's wrap up this episode. Thanks ever so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe, you tell your friends. We'd like to spread the message. We're looking for people that are just about to hit their 40s or just gone past their 40s, and we want you to get involved as well on our Insta, which is at 40s and Fucked. If you want to collaborate with us, if you want us to come on your podcast, just let us know. We'd love to. We've got literally nothing else to do. <laughs> See ya. That's it for this episode of 40s and Fucked. Turns out better than I thought. Thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and tell every person you know that we will be back next week. In the meantime we all hope you have a great week. If you're feeling down, just remember you'll be okay in the end. Have a cuppa and think of the things that make you smile.
So this is the bit, you know, like at the end of the classic Phil Collins album, where there was a massive gap of nothing and then a secret track on the Bonus CD. track, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Know, I know about that because my mate was having uh, a, a moment with a girl once and he left. It wasn't the Limp Bizkit album, it was because that album. No, it was Phil Collins. Right, okay. And he was having uh, this, because he told me the next day it shit the hell out of him. Right. They fell asleep. And then all of a sudden, really loudly, I think I'm it was more like, disturbed they were having sex to Phil Collins. About <laughs> about twenty minutes, I think it was like fifteen to twenty minutes of nothing, and then there's a really secret um, track that plays really loudly at the end of that. Um, this is like that. Right. Okay. Though I'm, I hope that you weren't doing that to this podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yes, okay. Um, so we, we were... It's um, gift time. It's Saffron's yeah. gift time. So the reason we're doing this is I've just edited the podcast and we're just about to go out and you were upset that a particular gift didn't turn up. I, I'm liking this gift every week situation. Yes, yeah, so am I. I'm getting a gift. This is good. Yeah, so this is for... What's this? This is to help us yeah. apparently sleep better. What? So these sleep better are anti-blue light glasses anti-blue light glasses yeah so you use them on a night when you're on your phone and what they do is they they okay, stop mine are scratched oh, they're only from asos babe okay um and therefore yeah oh my god you look like a 1980s i've just put them on oh my god this is yeah they're cool they're really cool so when do you expect me to to wear these then you're supposed to wear these on an evening when you're on your phone because you know how we're both on our phone a lot especially at night so these are glasses for your phone they anti-blue light glasses and what the blue light does on your phone is it stops the creation of melatonin you and i both know what melatonin is because of tate Mm -hmm. because he doesn't um generate generate it so you know so this is the the hormone that makes you go to sleep it's the one that makes you sleepy. Okay, but due to the fact you look at your phone all day, every you know, single well, you've day, got, you should you're re- going to have to wear those 24 hours sh- a day almost. You, you should be wearing them every time you use your phone. Okay, so your one's a, a bit like, Alan Carr! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you look like, <laughs> right? And mine are, are like some 70s porn star. 70s detective, I'd Detective, say. I yeah, like it, yeah, yeah, hi. Yeah, they're quite, yeah. Hey, they're, I'm Ben In fact, I think I like those better. Can I have those? Uh, yes, due to the fact I knew... I'd, can I try yours on? Yeah. Okay. Mine are a bit girly. I Maybe don't... we can put some pictures up on Insta and you can tell us which ones suit each of us. Hello there, <laughs> I'm Alan Carr. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. they're cool, aren't they? Yeah, they're good. So you've got to wear Thank them on you. the night and you can just see that that blue uh, reflection on the lens. Yeah. It's to stop that your phone light yes disturbing your hormones okay perfect your well thanks melatonin so much hormones so i appreciate it all right um what's next week's gift well i'm gonna have to come up with something even better now aren't i Cause... can i ask for what something <laughs> i'd love one of those game and watches oh, God. maybe some peppy key rings or uh yeah christmas is coming okay 